0: As long as there's breath in your body, there is hope. Welcome to another episode of Think Hope Podcast. I'm hopeologist Dr. Rosalind Y. Lewis Tompkins, and I am here to help facilitate your journey of hope. And hope is a journey. As a matter of fact, I hear the hope train coming down the tracks. Hope, pass it on and save a life. That's our new, our latest hope campaign. Hope, pass it on and save a life. Because we really believe that you can pass this hope along that we're talking about. And you just might save someone from committing the ultimate deed that is irreversible and that is suicide. I've seen it with my own eyes how these practical self-help principles that are found in the practice of Hopology can make a difference. Now we're going to take a short break and here our PSA, hope, pass it on, and save a life. Need hope? Know someone who does? If so, join Mothers in Crisis Hope Pass It On campaign and learn to become more hopeful and bring hope to others. Go to practiceofhopology.com and get your free booklet and hope thought today. Hope, pass it on. And save a life. And remember, as long as there's breath in your body, there is still hope. All year long, we will be implementing this hope, pass it on, and save a life campaign. Get your free booklet, Practice of Hopeology, today. Visit practiceofhopeology.com and download your booklet, free of charge. Hope. Pass it on and save a life. On today's episode of Think Hope Podcast, I'm going to share an interview that I did with Dr. Claudette Harrell. She is the director of the Bethel Mobile Medical Unit here in Tallahassee, Florida, in the Big Bend area. And she is going to share with us about the medical mobile unit, and also a little bit about herself, her personal journey of hope. Before we get into the interview, I'm gonna share a hope thought, and after the hope thought, we'll go right into the interview. So stay tuned. I'm Hopeologist, Dr. Rosalind Lewis Tompkins, and I am here to share a hope thought with you today. Taken from my book As Long As There's Breath In Your Body There Is Still Hope and my Practice of Hopeology booklet Learn how to become more hopeful and get your hope thoughts today guaranteed to lift you from a place of sorrow and despair and help you to think hope. Join me now for your hope shot for today. Anyone who is among the living has hope. Even a live dog is better than a dead lion. Ecclesiastes, ninth chapter and the fourth verse. Dum spiro, sparrow. Latin. For while I breathe, I hope. And as I'm known for saying, as long as there's breath. In your body there is hope. Are you breathing? That's obvious you may say but how many times do you stop and think I'm breathing. When you realize that you are breathing you can think the next thought there is still hope. It's not over. I have another chance. I have another day to live and accomplish great things in life anyone who is among the living has hope even a live dog is better than a dead lion i visualize that i visualize the lion laying there lifeless and i see the dog a little one just running around chasing his tail barking full of life, and I get it. I pray that you get it today as well and know that no matter how dead things may seem, there is still life because you are breathing. You have a chance to jump, to shout, to make a difference, to try again another day because anyone who is among the living has hope and you are among the living things are going to get better i'm dr Rosalind white lewis tompkins and i pray that you have enjoyed this hope thought for today for more hope thoughts please listen to think hope podcast if you'd like more information about how you can become involved with the HOPE campaign, please visit MakeAHopeConnection.com. You can also go to PracticeOfHopeology.com. Remember, as you plant the seeds of hope into the garden of your heart, blessings will spring forth.
1: Welcome to Think Hope Podcast. Dr. Claudette Harrell of Bethel Baptist Mobile Unit from Bethel Baptist Church, where the Reverend Dr. R.B. Holmes, Jr. is the senior pastor. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Think Hope Podcast, and also I'd like to say a big congratulations for the Bethel mobile unit, medical mobile unit, receiving a Hopi award for April 2022, National Box of Congratulations.
2: Yay! Yay! Good morning to you, and good morning to uh, the listening audience, and on behalf of Dr. Holmes, I know that he were here, he would be so elated. And we're just so humble in receiving this award because um, what we try to do is to serve. That's the first uh-huh. thing we try to serve. And we try to do it in the most spiritual way that we possibly can. And that's uh, the Lord um, continuing to just um, pour into Dr. Holmes these Uh, magnificent (laughs) visions, and Uh uh, trying to carry out those visions, and I'm telling you, we are just excited, and thank you so much.
1: Wow, yes, well, it it is definitely a reason to be excited, because you're celebrating, also, you're celebrating a year, am I correct?
2: Yes, ma'am, we are, we are, and who would have thought? (laughs) <laughs> that Bethel Missionary Baptist Church would be in such uh, a time like this and uh, allowing God to use not only the church but the members and this community to carry out his blessed will and that is to help those that are uh, Uh, disenfranchised, in uh, low-income areas, and those that really just need a little help when it comes to health care.
1: Yes. Now, now let's let's talk about that. Tell the listening audience uh, a little bit about what the medical mobile unit is and how we got started and all of that. Uh,
2: I am so glad you asked because um, I see this truly as a miracle. Uh, While I was not a part of the early uh, beginning, uh, I came in um, doing the part where we were ready to launch. (laughs) But in terms of history, if I can go back just a little bit, in terms of thinking about uh, the vision and the mission, and most of all, the scripture that we operate under, and that's Jeremiah 33, 6, that says, Behold, I will bring it health and cure, and I will cure them and will reveal unto them the abundance of peace and truth. And the mobile medical unit operates uh, under the missions of just wanting to create uh, an environment where we change lives by focusing on not only patients, but wherever we launch, and that could be a neighborhood, that could be a community. And we like to focus on residents or patients' health and well-being. That's what that mobile unit is all about, that when members in our community see that vehicle with Bethel's mobile medical unit on it, that they see hope, they see healing, and they also see a church member that they can trust. So that's what that mobile medical unit is all about. And not only do we want to create a model clinic so that people can be served in terms of healthcare to decrease illnesses uh, disproportionately affected in certain populations. But what we also want to do is wherever we go, we want to build upon our uh, uh clinical field experience so that that model can be elevated not only on the state level but really on a national level mm-hmm. so we are uh Deborah has been given a big vision and that yeah. was given that vision by the lord that was poured into the heart of dr rb holmes jr and so we want to make sure that whatever we do in terms of that clinical field and experience, we do it to the best of our ability so that we can share it. We don't want to hoard it or keep it to ourselves. We want to share it with others.
1: Now, what type of services do you provide uh, through the mobile medical unit?
2: Well, what we have been doing in the past, and I'm quite sure you remember when uh, covid uh Nineteen was just heightened to the highest degree, and yes. so many uh, uh, people, not only within Tallahassee but also uh, our neighbor uh, neighboring areas, uh, where they became ill, and some actually lost their lives. In the last count that I saw, there's been over nine hundred and fifty thousand people that have died from uh, COVID-19 and um, uh, the variant, Delta variant, and from on the con. Um, what we have been doing in terms of providing services is we wanted to make sure that people were vaccinated with the COVID-19 uh, vaccine. And we also, when we actually launched in our community, we partnered with so many nonprofit organizations that we were taking services um, like COVID testing and uh-huh. sickle cell testing. And not only were we looking at the physical aspect, we were also looking at the physical as well, joining in with churches and other nonprofit organizations that provided food. So we were um, happy that. Uh, uh, other nonprofits in our community joined with us to uh, disperse food in those areas so we were not only looking at at services from a health perspective we were also looking at uh services from um uh from a physical perspective as well as um uh e- evangelical as well those who uh, needed counseling. We had Big Ben Hospice there with us uh, on site, so that if they needed someone to talk to, if they were discouraged or depressed, um, we were carrying on as many services as we possibly could. One of the things that, um, if I can mention right here, is that when we um, launched those clinical experiences in the field. We listen to people to try and get an understanding of what are your needs, uh, what the needs of communities, and once we find uh, out what those needs were, We did our uh, due diligence, worked as hard as we possibly could to work with non organizations that could actually Uh, at least address some of those needs, whether it was housing or whether it was something else. And so we connected with uh, organizations like the Tallahassee Urban League and others, and they come along with us because we have persons in the community that have needs that we want to at least take representation so that uh, they can listen to the needs of those people and try to satisfy those needs.
1: Yes, and Mothers in Crisis, we participated uh, with one of the outreaches that you did in the uh, area where we are located, as well as our chapel, Turning Point International Church, and and it was very rewarding as we were there uh, spreading hope, and that is something that, that we, the mandate that we've been given, and that is so important as well as whenever you're reaching out to certain communities because oftentimes, because of the crises that they're facing, uh, they they just lose hope. And I like what you said about when the people see the medical mobile unit, that it it brings them hope. Now, let me ask you this, what are some of the challenges that you've had to overcome since beginning uh, this project?
2: Our challenge remains um, to pray to obtain guidance from the pastor Dr. Holmes through the power of the Holy Spirit to obey the direction of the movement. and we are praying and working to sustain the mobile medical unit that's a challenge for us because if you recall um, Bethel Missionary Baptist Church purchased the mobile medical unit um, through um, the membership, through friends, uh, through tithes, through offering. And um, that was a great accomplishment for Bethel Missionary Baptist Church. Yes. And what we tried to do is uh, through. Uh, experiences, and many challenges, we look at those as being great opportunities, Uh Um, as unusual as it might seem, because we know that in order to continue to take hope, trust, and healing to the community, that we have to sustain. the mobile medical unit in terms of making sure that the vehicle is properly maintained and to also uh, to ensure that we have the proper funding to support um, the ministry. And so um, we are hoping that um, in working diligently um, with our partners and with the membership of Bethel Missionary Baptist Church that we can sustain um, not only the field experiences that we've been engaged in, but to also to make sure that that ministry, uh, which, is the, which is the mobile unit uh, continues in a way that God would be pleasing.
1: So, and now this, the funding for the unit, is that something that Bethel Baptist uh, Church is, uh, is responsible for? Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, and, okay. and,
2: and, and we God, let me just say it, as I said a few minutes ago, as unusual as that might might seem, we even thank God for, for that challenge because we know that it is. And, 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 and you know from your own experience uh, in working with your ministry that you have a vision, you have a mission, and you have a goal, and you have a service, a spiritual service that many of your supporters, that they look for you to provide. And it's really no different from any other operation or uh, any other ministry that uh, there is a certain level of sustainability in order to keep uh, that ministry um, advancing forward. How so is so different with the movement medical?
1: Okay, well it is definitely unique and that's what makes it uh, that much more uh, such a model and deserving of such an award as Hopi, which stands for Helping Others Practice Enduring Empowerment because oftentimes we just wait for the government to provide mm-hmm. these type of services or some mm-hmm. federal grant or, or this and that. And I'm sure you could use whatever funds, but just to see you stepping out in such a way and being self-sustaining and seeing the need, that that is very, very commendable. Uh, and, I, and I believe it's something that churches and different organizations need to look at as you were saying the model now that can go not just locally but statewide as well as nationwide so that is that is so wonderful now what are what are some of your personal challenges that you wanted to share um,
2: uh, personal in terms of just trying To um, stay focused uh, trying to do what's pleasing uh, not only to the Lord but also um, to the pastor and to um, members of Vecco Missionary Baptist Church and um, one of the things that I've noticed since uh, I've been on this journey is uh, when you're in the field that you can become so close to a lot of the experiences that you hear that, um, you, that, that we do not lose sight on what God has poured into our spirit and sometimes those experiences can be uh, heart wrenching in terms of listening to the stories that people share with you and uh, to be careful that you don't get, get so caught up in those experiences where you don't impart hope uh, to those that 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 you listen to, so it, it's just um, uh, an internal uh, struggle sometimes that I have that I become so overwhelmed sometimes with my own sensitivity and my emotions yes. that I, that I have to stay focused and if I'm going to bring hope and. Going to keep that smile on my face and keep that encouragement uh, pouring into the hearts of those that we meet, then I have to stay focused on the Word of God.
1: Right. That yes. That that is something. Whenever you work in this um, field, uh, social service field or human service field, whenever you work with people on any level, especially yes. those that are suffering. And uh, yes. maybe going through times of trials and tribulations. Can can you think of a story that you can share with us? Uh, of course, we're not asking for names and all of that, but just an example of of some of the situations that you face when you go out there in the field.
2: I'm going to be very careful because when persons uh, open up their hearts to you, that mm-hmm. you um, just uh, respect uh, their confidentiality and their privacy yes. but, 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 I, but I can share this one from the surface. Um, okay. There was a mom um, who um, was in line uh, to receive um, food and as I approached um, her vehicle Uh, just to make sure that uh, all of the persons in the vehicle had received their COVID vaccinations and their boosters. Um, Mm -hmm. The mom poured out uh, her heart to me and asked me, um, would you please talk to my daughter? Um, Because uh, she's adamant uh, of not receiving the COVID vaccination. And there was just a plea in her voice yes. that just penetrated my heart. Uh, because first of all, she said, "I don't want to lose her," but uh, she doesn't understand um, the nature and how serious uh, this uh, this pandemic could be. And so, as I listened to her story in terms of the death that and the many steps that uh, she had taken in order to try and to convince uh, her daughter to receive the vaccination. She just threw up her hands and said, I'm at my wit's end. I just don't know what to do. And so I had to pray for a moment because the daughter was um, in the car. And I had to really um, go deep on this one just to ask God to give me the words to say. It wasn't hard for me to talk about the facts in terms of what the CDC had published and how you can go online and you can get information that will show you uh, how safe vaccines are. That wasn't the issue. To me, this was something internal. It was a little bit more deeper than that. Um, It was looking at not only the expression on the mom's face, but to also see how her countenance was changing as she was talking. And so um, I needed the word of God for this one. And so God gave me what was required in order to um, talk to the young lady in such a way where, first of all, I didn't uh, offend her. Uh, because I asked her for permission if I can talk to her, and she said yes. And that was nothing but the Holy Spirit. Because based upon what the mom had said to me, that the daughter had gotten to the point where she just didn't want to hear, hear yes. her anymore. That to that, because she was adamant about her position, she wasn't going to change. And so, uh, once uh, the Holy Spirit—and I have to give credit to the Holy Spirit because it wasn't me; I was just a vessel. Um, I, I, when I started to talk with her. Uh, from the Word of God. Um, and she said to me that even though she had to change her mind, but she did say, I will think about what you say. And we we face uh, many situations like that in those clinical field experiences when we we're talking to people that hadn't made um, their mind up or they were just adamant. Some would just brush us off. Um, uh, and just say I don't want to talk about it and we have to move on but at least this time I saw um, a difference and that was uh, the young lady was uh, Open to at least hear uh, what was being said and so that kind of got you know that gave me another perspective on um, God working first of all, but then secondly that um I got very close <laughs> with this situation. And, I, you know, I, I needed some time to really um, kind of get myself together so that I could stay focused. But it's, it's, it's experiences like that.
1: So this is a ministry from what I'm hearing. Absolutely.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. It's more than just that vehicle. Yes. It, it's, it's more than that. And, um, um, and, and Dr. Holmes already knew it whenever God gave him uh, the vision, that he knew that this was a ministry. Now, with, with myself, I had to learn that. And I'm glad I did um, from the standpoint of when you are going in the field, we're not only representing the Lord, we're representing the church and we're representing the members of Bethel, and we're representing really all churches because, like you said, it's when you're dealing with people. You're dealing with more than just physical. You're dealing with emotional. You're dealing with psychological. And you're also dealing with the spiritual aspect
1: of the cause of why you're there. Well, that is phenomenal.
0: Join me now where I'll share a hope thought and then we'll come back for the next part of the interview that I did with Dr. Claudette Harrell, the director of Hopi Awardee, Bethel Baptist Medical Mobile Unit. Stay tuned. You don't want to miss the conclusion. I'm Hopeologist Dr. Rosalind Lewis Tompkins, and I am here to share a hope thought with you today taken from my book as long as there's breath in your body there is still hope and my practice of hopeology booklet learn how to become more hopeful and get your hope thought today guaranteed to lift you from a place of sorrow and despair and help you to think hope Join me now for your hope shot for today. Hope says never give up. Never give up. That's the secret of hope. It keeps you getting up. No matter how many times you may fall down or stumble, you won't give up when you have hope. Hope says never give up because there's always tomorrow. Hope says try again and again and again. It's something about having tenacity and resilience. There's much ado about resilience now. I remember when I first wrote about it in my book, As Long As There's Breath In Your Body, There Is Hope, and I talked about the power of resilience. I revisited it again And as long as there's breath in your body, there's still hope. And I updated it a bit. Over the years, I've learned that resilience is not necessarily something that we are all born with. But it is definitely something that we can all be taught. And that we can all receive. And that is through hope. Whenever you have hope, you become resilient. Because hope says never give up. You may be going through something right now. And you're at the end of your rope. There's so many stories about how when people were at their last. Getting ready to take their last breath. Giving up. That that's when the help came. That's when change happened. That's when they were rescued. I'm thinking of a situation where there was a mountain climber who ended up falling and it was snowing and very bad weather. It was hard for rescuers to come and to find him. And as he laid there, he was getting tired and weary. And just whenever he was getting ready to take his last breath, help came. The rescuers found him, and he was taken to safety. There's so many instances where at the moment of giving up is the moment when your breakthrough comes. So you never know. And that's why hope says never give up. It may just be that next thing that you are doing that will bring the blessing. I'm reminded of Stories that I've heard over the years of people, whenever they were digging for oil in their backyard, had spent all their money and broken bit after bit off of drills and big machines and everything, and they decided that there's no oil here. They had gone down as far as they were willing to go. I've been there. I've taken as much as I can take. I've gone as far as I can go. That's how it feels, and that's probably where some of you are right now. And in the example of the oil, they gave up, sold the land, and the next owner came. And the moment they drilled, guess what? Yes, oil came gushing, and the one that gave up was standing, kicking themselves. That's why we can never give up. When we have hope and we can be resilient and bounce back time and time again, never, ever give up. I'm Dr. Rosalind White-Lewis Tompkins and I pray that you have enjoyed this Hope Thought for today. For more Hope Thoughts, please listen to Think Hope Podcast. If you'd like more information about how you can become involved with the HOPE campaign, please visit Make a Hope You can also go to Practice of Remember, as you plant the seeds of hope into the garden of your heart, blessings will spring forth.
1: What are, what are some plans that you have for the future, the vision of, of what you'd like to see?
2: Um, so one of the things that um, we have learned since we've been um, in the field is that, and I'm quite sure you already know this, there are so many needs um, that exist among people. And um, we're hoping that we can really start to look at the services that we provide from a primary care uh, perspective that we can actually expand to the point of trying to close the health disparities that exist not only in minority uh, communities but wherever that disparity exists So that's what we're looking at and looking on um, diligently for the next uh, three to five years, long term. We're also looking at short term uh, plans as well, and that's to continue to collaborate and to join uh, different organizations and for them to join us really in the field. Uh, but from a long-term perspective we are really starting to explore some of the other type services that are being provided in the community that looks at clothing that health uh, disparity gap and uh-huh. to be honest with you i am really doing uh, a lot of research on that area myself and um i came to Uh, become motivated in that area to try and find out what are these self uh, disparities? What do they look like? And how do we actually uh, address them in such a way where it goes beyond some of the services that we're now
1: providing? That is really needed because Mm -hmm. I think about, especially during the time whenever we had the crack cocaine epidemic and and there was so many needs for pregnant women who were abusing drugs and alcohol and they weren't going in to the doctor or to the clinics to get checked up Mm -hmm. on to get a check up or receive their vitamins or or anything like that and there's so many uh, even the homeless population that, mm-hmm. that are that are out there and they're living in different uh, abandoned places and to to really be able to go there and and they get some medical attention is is phenomenal because so many times we wait for the people to come to us and that's how it is even Absolutely. with the church when whenever the lord the great commission is to go that that's we old. have to go where the action is, where the people are, just like Jesus did.
2: Right, right. And and, and you know, um, uh, Dr. Tompkins, um, I think about that in terms of the mobile medical unit. Wouldn't it be fantastic if we could continue to move this mobile unit into these communities where people, who are focused on table food items that do not have the money to pay to be transported um, to the doctor's office or to get checkups? Wouldn't it be good if we if we thought of the mobile unit in such a way where we can take those type of services to the community? And that's really what. We are really exploring in such a way where it would ease the pain for families and to um, augment costs involved as it relates to those types of services that organizations and nonprofits that we can work together in order to take those services to, as you said, to go to those communities to take those services in such a way that we are not competitive with each other but working together with each other in order to do that so we don't find ourselves in a conflict with each other and one of our um slogans have always been for people to come along with us organizations to come along with us And and those are just not words. It is actually something that Bethel Missionary Baptist Church, that we we, we truly believe in, and I'm saying that from my perspective, that we truly believe in because we don't want to be looked upon as competing, but we want to be looked upon as joining in together collaborating with each other, and to focus on the needs of those in our community and see how we can make their lives better.
1: Yes. It's not about competing, but completing. Because we all have a piece of this puzzle. And we have to come together in order to be able to really make a difference. So I just have one last question that I, I wanna ask you. And that I asked of all of my guests on this Thinko podcast, and that is this: What brings you hope?
2: That is a power-packed question. <laughs> um, that question forces you to really, really think and to go deep. Since I've been working with the mobile medical unit, before I answer the last part, if I could try to merge this into um your question okay i think it starts with my motivation my motivation whether i'm working with the Bethel mobile medical unit or any other spiritual ministry um, my motivation is embedded in a heart to serve and that motivation comes from god placing love in not only my heart but our hearts in general, because the Lord wants us to care about others and to minister to them. And I have to say this from the front end, because to answer that question, what brings me hope is like God places love in our heart to serve and to minister to people. My hope lies in the word of God. That's where my hope I'm small because uh, whether we, we're going through a life of change, of hard time for, for, for family or personal health concerns, I am optimistic when I read the Word of God. God's Word tells me, and I love Jeremiah 29, 11, well, for I know the plan I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. God gives me hope. When I go into the field and I listen to the stories of people and I hear their concerns and when I hear their pain, what helps me to know that I can share with them is that You don't give up. You keep trusting. You keep trusting the Lord. Because through him there is hope. That things that look dim today, if you trust him, that he will show you that light at some point that will help you to know that if you keep trusting and you keep moving forward, that God will will provide so that's what gives me hope the word of god
1: amen amen that is that is uh definitely a place that we can find hope in the word of god and thank you so much for sharing that and this just taking the time to have this hope chat with us today on think hope podcast i'm so looking forward to being able to present you and bethel baptist church uh reverend dr uh, Holmes, on april the 10th at oh. the 10 a.m worship service with the hopey award for 2022 april national month of hope so once again congratulations and thank you so much and keep up the good work
2: we are so honored to work with you and your ministry and you have been uh so helpful uh to us uh, our chief driver uh, deacon uh, nikki reddick we couldn't do it without him uh, the support of bethel and all those in the community uh, they might not have come out to any of the field experiences but so we thank god for the prayers, and we thank you and your staff who have contributed so much to where we are today. And we just give God uh, the honor and the praise, and we thank you for all of the contributions that you have made, and may God bless you.
1: The Hope Train is moving down the track. As a matter of fact, it is picking up speed. Because we are getting closer and closer to the National Month of Hope in April. And we wanted to just use this particular podcast just to introduce our Hopi Awardees for 2022. So I'm so excited now that we that we can unveil our list of the twenty twenty two Hopey Awardees. And I would like to just start off by sharing the Detroit, Michigan Hopi Awardees. Now, you may say, well, why Detroit? Yes, we single out, we usually single out a city or a state because they have hope in their motto or in their symbol. And yes, Detroit, Michigan's motto, sperimus Miliara Resurgent Sceneribus, it means we hope for better things. It will rise from the ashes. And that is the city's motto. We hope for better things. We happen to have some very good friends from the Detroit, Michigan area, and happen to know of some wonderful people that are doing great works, that are helping others, empowering others, and bringing hope. So we have four individuals that we will be honoring in Detroit, Michigan, and we're actually going to have an event in Detroit on April the 1st and the 2nd, and I'm so excited about that. We'll tell you more about that along the way, but our four Detroit, Michigan Hopi awardees are (laughs) Apostle Pam Morgan. And Pam was our director for Mothers in Crisis. We used to have a Detroit chapter back in the 90s. And since then, she has been doing so many great things and really, really making a difference and definitely empowering others. We kind of reconnected this past year. And uh, and she is our host. In, in when we go in April to Detroit, that's hosting the actual event that we'll have where we'll be able to present the Hopi Awards to the four Michigan Hopi Awardees in person. So there's uh, Apostle Pam Morgan, Dr. Pam Perry. Yes, many of you all know Dr. Pam Perry. She is a social media guru. And I tell you, she has been for decades empowering those of us because I was one of her clients. Uh, empowering us to be able to shine online and to brand ourselves and to to be able to get the word out there, especially for Christian authors and and other entrepreneurs. So uh, it'll be great to see Dr. Pam Perry. Great to to make it finally there <laughs> to uh, Detroit and uh, and and be able to present that award to her in person. Now the other two ladies. Uh, were two that Tam Morgan nominated and sent their information in and their resumes and the things that they're doing is is phenomenal in the Detroit area and we'll be able to share a little bit more but I'll go ahead and share their names Cara Thomas and Honorable Alberta Tinsley Talabi those are the four Detroit Michigan Hopi awardees for 20. 20- now, we also have what we have a, what we call a nationwide category, and we're excited about that, because we met Vanessa Miller whenever we went to the Christian Book Lovers Retreat, and that was back in October, and just really seeing what she's, able, she's been able to do over the years uh, for that particular genre of bringing Christian authors together and just empowering those, those writers to be able to get published and mentoring and, and then just being able to bring everyone together and in uh, and, and, and such a, a, an elegant and professional way. She's doing phenomenal things. She has her a, a latest book, uh, Christian Romance um, Fiction, and it is entitled Something Good, and that's coming out in March, so so get your copy. It's, it's, I've read some of her books, and she is a phenomenal writer. The next one on our list under the nationwide category is God Made Millionaire TV Show, and our very dear friends now, TC and Vicki Bradley. Yes, we had a chance on last year to go on the God Made Millionaire television show on the word network and uh since that time you know we've had a chance to really see how they're helping those who you know are not the big names i mean they're really empowering those who have a who have a, a, a testimony have something to say and 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 allowing them this platform to be able to go on this platform and share their story I, I went and i tell you it was so phenomenal and just to let you guys know i just found out that they're going to air the show that i did on last year uh 2021 in april they're going to air it this year in honor of april the national month of hope and it's going to be the first monday in april at 4 p.m on the word network and then last but certainly not least in the nationwide category we have Dr. Ann Williams, and she's the founder and president of the Sisters Organization. And I tell you, she has been doing some wonderful work for decades. She was in Jacksonville, Florida area when I first met her, and that's where a lot of the ministry took place. And the things that she was able to do is phenomenal, helping those uh, who were formerly incarcerated, helping those who were addicted to drugs and alcohol, bringing together sisters from all walks of life and and creating an atmosphere to empower one another and uh, bring hope. She is currently in Atlanta, in the Atlanta area, and I look forward to seeing her and being able to present the award uh, to Dr. Ann Williams. Now we move on to the state of Florida, and we're so excited uh, about the honor, the next honoree is Desmond Mead, and he is the president of the Florida Rights Restoration Coalition, and some of you all may have heard the Dynamic Think Home podcast interview that we had, and it, it, we have it now as a podcast on demand that you can go back and listen to it. And then for those in the state of Florida, especially the North Florida area, everyone knows the work of Senator and it's a sitting senator, Lorraine Osley. Yes, yeah, Senator Lorraine Osley. She's doing a fabulous job. And and just always empowering. That's one of the things because it's Hopi. Helping others practice enduring empowerment. She has been doing that. She was in the Florida House of Representatives now. She's a sitting senator and she is still just out in the community. We we saw her at a recent event that we did. Uh, with the Bethel Baptist Mobile Unit, which brings me to the local community. And we have one awardee for our local community this year, and that's none other than Bethel Baptist Medical Mobile Unit. And uh, that's with the Reverend Dr. R. V. Holmes, uh, Jr. and uh, Dr. Claudette Harrell is the director of the Bethel... Baptist Medical Mobile Unit, and I tell you, that unit is doing a lot, especially during this time when we have, you know, the pandemic going on and, and just going into those rural communities and going and, and, and reaching people that, that don't have access to health care and, and don't have a way to go. And partnering even with the churches in the community, I mean, it's just really a phenomenal thing. And they'll be celebrating a year, uh, this year of 2022. So we're excited about the Bethel Baptist Medical Mobile Unit. As a matter of fact, we'll be at Bethel Baptist Church to present the Hopi Award in person on their Sunday morning service on April the 10th at 10 a.m. So those of you who are local and you'd like to to see and be a part of that, then just come on out because we're so excited. This is the first time in the four years that we've been giving out the Hopi Awards that we have an international category. And this year we're giving out an international award, and that is... Green Team International, and is located in the nation of Jamaica. I have one of the five Vision Tribe members with me today, and I'd just like to bring in Sister Sharon Durham.
2: Hello, Dr. Tompkins.
1: Hello, how are you?
2: I'm doing great. What about yourself?
1: I'm always doing well. When we're talking about hope, and I'm doing yes, more than yes. well because I'm excited because it is coming. It is, it'll be here before you know it. Yes, and, uh, yes. As, as I was talking, um, I was wondering what are some of the things that you're looking forward to for April National Month of Hope this year. Some of the things that I'm looking forward to, and I'm so excited about all the events we have planned, man, for April
2: National Month of Hope, and also I'm excited about the different interviews that you will be doing, as we are also being able to spread hope around the world.
1: Yes, yes, we are spreading hope around the world. We have some phenomenal Hopi awardees. This year,
2: yes, we have some. I'm, you know, I was so excited about when we do the Hopi Awards and just seeing the smiles on the awardees' face when they receive their Hopi Award.
1: Yes, yes, they're very deserving. What the reason why we do this? Um, for those of you who may not know, Mothers in Crisis. We are the founder and administrator of April National Month of Hope. We've got the designation through the National Day Calendar. And I also have the trademark for Hopeologists, which is promoting the public awareness of hope through public advocacy. So April National Month of Hope is one of the main ways that we're doing that. But this year's Hope Campaign, which goes on not just in April, but throughout the whole year, is Hope. Pass it on and save a life. And I thank God for all of our sponsors of our HOPE campaign of April National Month of
0: Hope. What a wonderful Think HOPE podcast. I'd like to thank you for tuning in to this particular episode. We want you to stay informed about the HOPE campaign and tune in to all of the Think HOPE podcast that we'll be having in the month of March and in the month of April and also the on-demand interviews that we've had with several of the Hopi awardees. Until next time, be blessed and we love you. For more information, go to makeahopeconnection.com or PracticeOfHopeology.com. Until next time, stay hopeful, and you know what? Hope, pass it on. You just might save a life. Remember, as long as there's breath in your body, there is hope.